0: becoming my voice, where we have meaningful conversations that awaken your desire to live at your highest self, becoming all you were created to be. I am your friend and host, Perla Hernandez, partnering up with the Holy Spirit to provide discipleship to women through personal experiences and biblical wisdom. I am a sinner saved by grace, filled with the Holy Spirit, stepping into purpose by faith as I proclaim the gospel by sharing the good news. In today's episode we will be discussing how self is a god that arises from our impulses and desires. It is manifested in pride, disobedience, defiance, and it's ultimately toxic. It leads us into darkness which is the devil's goal. Before I jump in, I want to say a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, I come before your throne asking that you use me as a vessel for your kingdom to teach your word correctly, to glorify and honor you. May the Holy Spirit speak through me and may this be your voice and none of mine. I also ask that you open the hearts and ears to the woman under the sound of my voice to receive your truth and love in Jesus name. Amen. I must admit, the older and wiser we become, the more we realize that this fallen world is a battlefield. There is a spiritual war going on. Our enemy uses the weapons and strategies of deception. He doesn't only want to hurt us, but destroy us. His name is Satan the original deceiver and father of lies. The Bible clearly tells us in the book of Peter 1, 5, 8, Be sober-minded, be watchful, your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. His goal is to take us out. In order to do this, he will study our life and cause us to stumble. He uses demons, other people, and our own desires to deceive us. Demons and false teachers can influence our thinking and cause us to drift down a dark path. We can simply desire things that are not what God wants for us, and these desires can easily lead us into a detour away from the will of God, just as the devil did in the beginning starting with Eve. Let's go back to the garden. The serpent tempted Eve to disobey God's direct command about eating the forbidden fruit. He appeared to the God of self. He used doubt to tempt her to consider God's command unfair by saying, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree of the garden? And that's in Genesis 3.1. The God of self began to awaken as it questioned God's motives. Eve's response, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. And that's in Genesis 3, 2. She added the words, you must not touch it, which God never said a competing God of self was asserting itself by suggesting that God's instruction was too restrictive and therefore should be challenged. Just as Eve, how many times have we not done the same in our own lives? We've challenged God's instructions by doing our own will. We are living in end times where people are more focused on themselves and following modern culture as it appears less restrictive instead of following truth, as truth requires submission. The enemy hides in plain sight, partnering with this fallen world to deceive anyone that falls for this trap. The God of self arises in us when we think we know better than God. We challenge his word and elevate our own opinion above his. In the second letter of Corinthians 10.5, Paul challenged the God of self saying we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. See arguments and lofty opinions are footprints left by the God of self as it crushes down absolutes to elevate its own throne in our, in our hearts. We think or say things like, I don't see why God would do this or that you see. Wrestling with difficult truth about God is healthy as we learn about Him, but exalting ourselves and our own opinions over God's infinite wisdom is giving place to the God of self. This God of self is very much active with not only the world we live, but church today. As I was praying this week, preparing for today's topic, God kept repeating, self is not the way. I realize he was saying our will is not the way into his kingdom, but Jesus is. Self-help, self-love, self-esteem, self-fulfillment have taken over the world and have become regular topics in Christianity. American churches across the nation are preaching watered-down gospel to gain a following and fame, sadly, instead of preaching the truth from the Bible. This prosperity gospel is causing so many new believers to continue living a life in sin instead of allowing Jesus to clean up their temple, which ultimately makes up his body. New believers want just enough Jesus to feel better about themselves, but not enough to pick up a cross and follow him as Luke nine twenty three explains. This God of self will gladly worship a God of love, but resist learning about his other qualities because those will dethrone self. Self is not biblical and it doesn't come from God. God never intended us to figure life out on our own. We do not need to be in control. When we are in control, we are driving and operating in a place of disobedience And ultimately, it leaves our lives into destruction. That is exactly what is happening all around us. The world becomes more selfish and people are jumping on this boat of self-love, self-help, self-fulfillment, not realizing that the mantra of manifestation is from the enemy. As I said earlier, he hides in plain sight. I used to believe that finding my worth on my own would make me happy I have fallen victim into the trend of this self-love thinking that it was healthy not realizing that I was idolizing myself and focusing solely on myself which ultimately caused me to live in sin I was also reading all the popular self-help books also thinking that that's what I needed to improve myself Not realizing deep down that I was seeking validation. Affirmations are just something else that we can add on. And it's just another trend that I fell into and I'm sure many of you have as well. It seemed that if I didn't love myself, then I wasn't walking out the way that I should. In all reality, self is a toxic trade going around. I began researching the true meaning of self-love as I was not fulfilled. I found this. Self-love is described as the belief you hold that you are a valuable and worthy person. And then that's when I began to ask myself, if I am worthy and valuable on my own, then there isn't a need for Jesus as my savior. See, the gospel has nothing to do with us, but everything to do with God's love for his children. This literally reminds me of a very well-known verse, which is John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. If we believe this, we know there is a reason we needed saving. We needed to be loved and without saving and love we would perish. Let me share some truth that isn't popular today. We are not enough. See we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God as Romans three twenty three states. We are all not good enough for a perfect and holy God to love us as we are all sinners. But Jesus's unconditional love for God caused him to take the cup of God's wrath to save us. He chooses to save us while we were still sinners. And that's in Romans 5.8. We don't do anything to earn it as it is freely given. And that's in 1 Corinthians 2.12. This is why I say self-love is toxic. It wires our brains to believe we don't need a savior, that we are fine on our own and don't need changing. This is the opposite of what Jesus commands in Luke 9, 23 to 24. He said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Let me give you more scripture. In the second letter of Timothy 3, 1-5, through 5, it says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, unpeaceable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. Here we see truly that we are living in these days as all of this is being practiced in today's world. Look around us. Now that I'm saying this, this actually reminds me of Matthew seven twenty-one through 23. Where Jesus spoke these chilling words. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. This is where I encourage you to examine the thrones of your own hearts. In Psalms 103:14. It reminds us how weak our flesh is. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. God knows we are dust. We are weak. But how capable and powerful the spirit of God is in us. So why would we want to embrace self? Why embrace our flesh? Most of us don't want to appear weak. But we are weak without him. As Christ followers, we are to follow Jesus. We are to reflect Christ as Ephesians 5.1 states. Today's culture pushes self-discovery. While that is true, your identity is in Jesus. If we are called to imitate Jesus, then why do we need to create this new image of ourselves? We are all different and all have unique gifts and personalities, But our identity is rooted in him alone. This whole self approach causes confusion. But instead of seeking discovery, submit to Jesus. He will never confuse you but lead you. See, Jesus called us to live for him. If you want to be his follower, his disciple, it's expected to deny self. Follow and submit to him. This may not sound encouraging, but let me tell you from personal experience, it is the most liberating and freeing feeling. We are truly worthy in value in Christ. His love allows us to be a vessel of his never-ending love. We are found pure in God's eyes through the blood of Jesus. It's so encouraging that we don't have to perform As salvation is a gift, so we don't boast. We don't have to make a perfect name for ourselves. And we also don't need to measure up to anyone's standards. As we are loved by our perfect holy God, who only expects one thing. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength and with all of your mind And your neighbor as yourself. And that's in Luke 10, 27. This comes from following God, spending time with him in prayer and reading his word, being obedient to him. Know that his grace is sufficient for all shortcomings. I'm not saying that we're all going to be perfect. We're going to fall and we're going to stumble. This is where grace comes in. There is so much grace in the process of going from living in the flesh to living and walking in the Holy Spirit. Now, as we come to an end, let me remind you that the word of God is the way into heaven, but self will want something else. And you must make the choice, self or Jesus. We all struggle with flesh. Romans 7 was written, To help us know we are not alone in that struggle. But when following self becomes a lifestyle, we have a false God. Even if we verbally profess to love Jesus. So for today's challenge, it's really more about encouragement. And I took the time to really gather some questions that are going to be a little bit tough to answer. But actually, let me rephrase that. It's not that it's going to be tough, but it is going to hit areas in your heart where you may not want to be honest. But I encourage you, answer these truthfully in your own heart. So these are going to be in the show notes for you. And that way, it's easier to come back to them if you don't have the time to answer them right now. So question number one, do you love God's word? and welcome his instruction, as Psalms 119, 165 describes? Number two, when you read convicting scriptures, do you apply them into your own life or resist, as James 122 states? Question number three, who truly has authority over your life decisions? And this is also in Luke 646. Number four, are your closest friends those who love God? Number five, do you have excuses for sin in your life rather than resisting sin and repenting of it? Question six, do you consider worship only in church or is it a part of your daily life? Number seven, does your Sunday morning self-change as Monday begins? Question eight, do you go to God about your inner problems or vent to someone else instead? Number nine, what consumes the majority of your time? Is it God or do you idolize other things? Number 10, do you enjoy reading more of being a better version of you or knowing God better? God will not share his throne. That is non-negotiable. And we only fool ourselves if we think he doesn't notice our service to self. We may shun the external vices and never bend the knee to a graven image. But if Jesus is not Lord over every part of our lives, we are likely idolizing the God of self. I pray we all take this into consideration. And this is applying to myself as well everything that I'm saying here and I am preaching to myself also I want us to bring this to God as we repent he is gracious to forgive us and welcomes us with open arms I love you all thank you for listening to another episode and allowing the spirit of God to work in your heart through my voice until next time much for listening to Becoming My Voice. I pray you have received encouragement from today's message. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so we can grow this community and empower other women. To stay up to date with Becoming My Voice and extra content, you can follow me on Instagram at becoming my voice. May the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope.